Are you an introvert with social anxiety? How to juggle the overwhelm of college and fear of the known. Of the unknown. <laughs> Honestly, I fear things more when I know what's going on, so. Fear of the known. Mm-hmm. Fear, of the, fear known. of the known. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Guys, we're back with Money Mental Peace with the Bentley Girls, your favorite co-hosts. Alyssa and Liz. Sometimes I call her Lissa and Liz, and we have a friend who's also Liv. Mm-hmm. So there's too many Liz, L's. Liz, Liz. Liz, Liv, and Liz, and Kara. <laughs> oh, what what do the four of us make up? The dogs. The daughters of the Glutton Society. So back in the 90s or the 80s or whenever our dads were young. So our dads, Kara's dad, Liz and my, my dad, and Olivia's dad. We need to have Olivia. We should have like a, oh, dude, we need to have her on. We could talk about food. We could do a college food episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, college food. Yes. Okay. Our dads were young. They were, um, well, younger. And they would get together and they would eat food. And they would call themselves the Glutton Society. I think my uncle was also in the society. Um. <laughs> so basically now that we're conveniently we're all like daughters in like the similar age range and we thought we would form our own society the daughters of the glutton society and we go by the dogs the d-o-g-s's so there you go so basically how you juggle uh, the overwhelm of college and the fear of the known or the unknown, the unknown and social anxiety, you develop friends and make groups called the dogs. Okay, hang on. We got to do the intro and then we'll actually talk. Yeah. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Guys, this is Kara. I am back um, with my dear friends, uh, three-fourths of the dogs. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about, are you an introvert with social anxiety? But let's start with the beginning of the title. And I admit, I have this title to be a little clickbaity because I would agree, I think we need to define what you mean by introvert or extrovert. And also, I think it's more of a spectrum. i do not not sure you're always just like should be put into a box to be exactly an introvert or extrovert. But let's talk about this. So I know Liz is dying to talk. but Yeah, my talk. sister Liz is a skeptic of all okay. personality boxes. She doesn't like to be put in a box. Okay. She hates my respect. I, I, that's fine with me. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> okay. 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 Where to start? I... I think that everything is a spectrum, and that's great. 
but I feel like introverts and extroverts don't exist to an extent. Like, I mean, there's different, also we have to define what is an extrovert and what is an introvert as like the system. And I don't wanna go too deep because I feel like this could take forever, yes. Okay, I do want to make a comment. I don't, I, I'm not thinking of introvert, extrovert as like you're outgoing or like quiet, shy. I think anybody could be outgoing with different groups of people and anyone could be shy with different groups of people. Um, looking up the literal definition, um, I'm thinking of extrovert as being more recharged when they're around people and introverts needing to kind of disappear alone to be recharged. But I think there are spectrums of everybody. Like if you've been too much with people for a long, 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 long time, I think anybody could handle a little quiet time alone. So that's what I'm, I'm not talking about outgoing and shy. I'm talking about do people drain your social battery type of thing. Um, and so, yes, I don't want to go too deep on the definition. The more topic of this title is dealing with social anxiety, but let it, let's touch on this really quick. I'm talking about more like, do people drain you? That type of thing. It depends on the person. Okay, also I do think it depends on the person. And maybe my problem is that I'm an ambivert or whatever they call the in-between. But I feel like people, or at least myself and kind of what I've noticed from people around me, don't necessarily get their energy from being around people or away from people. It's more so the situation and kind of just like... So I have known people who drain me and it's not because they're a bad person or whatever. I think it's just like how they kind of like need and like take and give and like how you give and take too. And I've had people who it's just like being around them charges me and it's like, yes. <laughs> and and Kara's, I just want to make a note here that Kara's like over here just doing stretches. She is. She's left <laughs> us with the microphone. I know it's it. Bad things happen when Kara leaves us with the sprinting. microphone alone. <laughs> but um, uh, yes, people and situations. People situation. Yes, I feel like if you were like hosting a wedding, it would be draining. Even if you were an extrovert, because you have to plan all these things. You don't know that. Maybe I don't know. I have never hosted we a wedding. We can ask Josh Dale. But also, I feel like if you were having to do like your stressful laundry, I'm not talking about like your relaxing laundry. I'm talking about when your laundry is stressful and it's super piled high. Like I feel like that would also that's a what's known as a solitary activity, and I feel like that could be draining if it was a stressful thing that drained you. And I feel like a social event could also be draining if it was a thing that drained you. I don't know what I'm saying. But I feel like it's not necessarily, for the most part, from what I've seen, I feel like I'm rambling, um, about people being around people so much is more of the environment and what's happening with the people and how you're giving and taking, how the people are giving and taking around you and the situation itself, rather than like, you get from being near people or you get like drained from being near people. I feel like it's just um, a misunderstanding <laughs> or like a misdiagnosis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your face. Okay. Well, for me, a lot of it depends on like my mood. Cause like I, Honestly, I get energized being around people, 
But also, I get lots of energy just being creative. I think I have a creative mind. I'm special. Um, (laughs) I like writing. I like painting. I like reading. That's not really creative, but it, you know, it causes your mind to create things. Like, I create whole worlds in my mind just based off of the images I get from reading. So, like, I get energy from stuff like that. So, like... I guess I would say I'm an ambivert. I'm not an introvert or an extrovert because introverts and extroverts may or may not exist. So we're all ambiverts. And that's my problem, too, is I feel like if everybody, like, overthought it like this, we would all identify as ambiverts just because even though it's a spectrum, like, you know, maybe maybe more often you get um, drained from being alone or maybe more often you get drained from being... Um, socializing or whatever I I just think that for the most part it's it's both so okay um even though I'm oh there's somebody looking in the door (laughs) are we supposed to run we might have to run okay okay yeah we did have to run because somebody else needed the room so we're back um (laughs) did you want to finish saying what you were saying Alyssa she forgot so we'll just go to the next step of our conversation. You like this room better? See, this room, you don't reserve it, but that means you can be in here for like eight hours in the day. It's like a library, and it has these big, tall windows with like pretty trees and a river. You can be a room hog, and you could just be here all day. That sounds fun, actually. Well, you know, we could do this like once or twice a month and like get together and like that record episodes fun, that would be really fun or the chapstick yeah. bros wait you gotta, you're, you're too far away babe who are the chapstick bros well the chapstick bros consist of well they were homeschooled as well they're brothers and my boyfriend josh is one of them and then his younger brother daniel so Why we, them because their last name is chapman <laughs> it was just easier to call them the chapstick bros Yep, <laughs> that's where it came from. All right, we also got some snacks between changing rooms. I'm going to try not to eat my Reese's into the mic. <laughs> oh, Alyssa, or Liz is eating Reese's. This is it. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> this is ASMR. Wait, wait, give me that. It's like this. Guys, ready? That's her Reese's wrapper. And then Alyssa is eating a cinnamon roll, and she gave me a little taste, and it was super good. Um, Okay, so, okay, so basically we've decided that we for sure know that we don't know anything if people are all ambiverts of somewhere on the spectrum. But I'm going to say there are things in life that drain you, things in life that cause you anxiety, and things in life that inspire you and give you energy. Like, you know what gives me energy? When I finish my to-do list or my homework or whatever early, and I actually, like, I'm ahead and I, like, have time. And, like, I could choose to do more work. I could choose to go be with friends. Like, I get, like, <laughs> like a shot of adrenaline when I'm, like, I'm ahead of the game. Or maybe that's just me being annoying and overachieving. But basically, it doesn't have to be around people. But with this particular um, episode, what if it's related to social anxiety? I should do like breathing exercises because I know a couple I mean I've created a couple that I like but also like 
Here's a dumb one. Keep your eyeballs still <laughs> or even just close your eyes. Like if you're looking around, it's going to cause your brain to have to like consume more information, making you like more not it's not going to like cause you to stop thinking. But if you have more things like coming into your brain, your brain's going to think about all these things. So if you can close your eyes or keep your eyeballs still, <laughs> that sounds so weird. That can help like if you're like it's not going to do that much, but it actually does help a little bit sometimes with like anxiety and stuff. And like, yeah. No, that's true because there are a lot of like mindfulness things and I'm not talking about like new age, like weird stuff, but even just like staying focused on one spot on the wall for like three minutes and letting yourself kind of like calm down or like even when you're in a social setting, like feeling like it's okay to just sit back and listen. So, so let's relate it to feeling drained with social anxiety, like a social setting. Um, have you learned, that's, that's a good one. Okay, Alyssa made a good comment, but I don't hear her unless she raises her hand or comes closer. <laughs> yeah, I'm all the way over here because I'm eating chips. But <laughs> oh, no, that was just my conspiracy hypothesis. That, like, maybe extroverts are actually just people who already naturally do stuff like that. Because, like, like, people would label me as an extrovert just because I'm a chill bro and I'm loud and I like to talk to people. But, like... I just naturally do those things. I like I zone out and I, I was just doing that. <laughs> Staring at the door, I wasn't thinking about anything. Well, no, that's more like when you are stressed, which could be like anything, to like mindfully make yourself stop stressing. But like but like if you already naturally are doing the calming things, maybe you're like already at a state of chillness. But like for instance, something else that stresses you out, you wouldn't be doing that. Unless you made yourself. Things that stress me out are like weird though. Wait, I'm talking to the wrong. This is getting off on a tangent. Basically, we know that trying to get into the shower when everybody else is having to shower stresses you out. Okay, so. Okay. So um, here we're getting to the, the nitty gritty details. Regarding all of this, if, if people are feeling like they're they have anxiety, they're getting overwhelmed, and um, they say they're introverted, or or maybe it's just honestly they need more time alone to like process. How do you personally juggle this overwhelm in college, you know, and just like handling things? Okay. Um, my throat just made a weird sound. I, I don't know if I do, but can you phrase your question <laughs> dumber? Lara <laughs> just like less. <clears throat> If you had someone who was like, if I don't know how to juggle the overwhelm of college and social anxiety, I'm going to go fall into a coma. So it's like life or death. How would you give them advice? I feel that. Um, I also feel like, um, I don't know. It's okay. Maybe it's just because I don't... (laughs) I don't process things well or I don't deal with things well. But I think that if you are like overwhelmed by anything, you really need a break. <laughs> like if you're working a lot, if you're just doing stuff a lot and it's like sleep is good, but sometimes you need to just lay there <laughs> and not think, not stress. Like give yourself a second to not do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of I feel like feels counterproductive like oh I should be doing something every second of every day, you know. It's like how dare I rest? 
but rest is important and you can't do all the other things if you haven't rested and we're back um you you if you don't have energy to do stuff you can't do the stuff i feel like that was the gist of that though if you want and then um, apparently the recording cut out and we messed up but she gave the analogy of like driving a car and it's out of gas how do you expect it to actually get to where you're supposed to go if you yourself are out of gas so this all ties into um if you're if you're introverted or not or if you're just drained because extroverts get drained in different things um you need to recharge do you have social anxiety now there is a point that it would be good to find good friends good solid friends maybe you get need to get rid of some friends maybe you need a therapist but a lot of that in my opinion social anxiety would really go down if i had enough rest personally and then also with dealing with like the overwhelm of college and fear like usually i don't know about you guys but i am more anxious and afraid when i just like haven't slept in days <laughs> but what were you gonna say Alyssa? <clears throat> okay i was gonna talk about how i'm different in that way because like normally I generally just naturally take care of myself I typically get about between six and eight hours of sleep but also I feel like when I'm not taking care of myself it's like I break past the boundaries of reality and I start doing amazing things like honestly like if my car yeah it's like a second wind exactly and like if like my car was out of gas in the gas tank and I wanted to go somewhere I just probably still end up being there somehow <laughs> I don't know how but it always happens that way so um yeah I like pushing boundaries I don't know if this is relevant but like I feel like um and I lost my train of thought um oh, every, every everybody's different okay so like when it comes to social anxiety sometimes if i like give myself so much to where i can't think it's good for me because i don't have time to overthink so it's kind of like jumping into things and doing things and you just don't give yourself time to overthink can be good i mean obviously i don't think that this like bypasses the um like you have to have rest and sure. just in general and stuff but i feel like if i am like busy it's like the more i slow down the less i get out <laughs> that was like lyrics to a song but i feel like um sometimes it's good to overwhelm yourself in a not overwhelming way <laughs> okay i love this because they give me ideas and now i'm going to translate what she said if you don't mind um basically it's great to get rest and take care of yourself um but also, if you want to do something and you have a lot of social anxiety about it or struggle, sometimes it's better not to plan ahead like weeks and weeks ahead and then you're worrying about it for a long time. Sometimes, let me clarify, I'm not saying go bail on work. I'm not saying go bail on taking that test. But like if you want to do something and you're not super swamped and stuff you have to do that day sometimes be a little spontaneous so that you're not your mind isn't stressing about something for weeks ahead of time is that kind of what you were saying too there is a time to just jump in and try things don't speed anywhere like even if you're late don't speed like honestly there's nothing more freeing than already being late to work and then realizing i'm already late it's okay i don't need to speed anymore so like just owning it and being like i'm gonna be late today <laughs> it's like it's good for you men mentally and don't feel ashamed of being late to work because other people are late to work too and it's fine i would suggest 
And if you're late to class, it's even more fun because sometimes professors are late. <laughs> sometimes professors are late. Um, <laughs> as long as they're like under 15 minutes, they can still continue the class. But if it's over 15, you guys can leave. It's true. Unless yep. Doesn't matter if they're crazy. It's a rule, I think. Well, it might depend. It might depend on the college too. Like, um, but also, I don't. I've never had it in class. Class, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that it is something that like if the col- the professor is so late to a certain degree, like the teachers or the kids can just leave, and it wouldn't be against you or anything. Also, I want to clarify. Um, this is a round table. I do not recommend being late to work. However. If you are already late, don't get into an accident by trying to be there even faster. I do agree with Alyssa. Um, So relating this to the overwhelm of college and fear of the unknown, or apparently we're talking about fear of the known, too. Did you have any more comments on that? Fear of the known? I I do feel like when you're like, if you give yourself time to overthink, you might not do it. So, I mean, I obviously be aware of whatever you're getting into and, like, don't I don't know jump into everything but like I don't know don't overthink things too much and if you know something is scary (laughs) you might overthink it more but I think that's all I I don't really have anything to say (laughs) the thing about the fear of the known is like (laughs) don't laugh at me (laughs) no here's the thing with me and the fear of the known the reason I call it that is because, like, when you know how something's going to go, you know something always is, like, you don't like it. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to not like it, you know? That's why the unknown is such a great thing. You need to embrace the unknown, and you need to, like, think, maybe this can be different, you know? Maybe I don't know what's going to happen, you know? So, like, don't just let everything be the known. Step outside your comfort zone. Yep. If you were 10 minutes late to work. (laughs) We're not not going on that anymore. Okay, so basically, um, this episode has been a fun, chaotic episode. And what I am getting from this is there may or may not be such a thing as an introvert, but we do understand things drain people. Um, If you have social anxiety, sometimes you just need to close your eyes. Also, remember to get sleep. Also, if you're late to somewhere and you're already late you're not like oh i can get there but like you you legitimately are already late don't speed and 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 die it's funny like i'm not usually late because i like to be early but she likes to be like a half an hour okay not have anyways my point is if i'm ever late and i call my managers and i'm like hey i'm gonna be late because you know i'm a good citizen anyways um they will always tell me like okay um don't speed get here safely so i feel like that's a good thing and a very important thing to you know not have an accident in speed so yeah, that was my Yep, idea. very good. And then we went into a whole another angle that I was like not expecting, but I actually like even better than what I was thinking. I was thinking handling fear of the unknown, but Alyssa reminded us that sometimes fear of the known is a little scarier. Maybe trying to adjust your perspective that stuff that you don't know, the fear of the unknown could often turn out even better because it could it could be a positive so if you're going to worry about something try to positively worry try to think what could happen that would be great i know that's how i ended up making friends in classes because like i always went into classes with the perspective of the known of how it will go and like not 
talking to people, being scared of people because they look weird or their hair isn't combed. But turns out that person with the uncombed hair who's kind of weird is actually, like, when you actually have to step outside your comfort zone, that person actually ends up being a good friend, you know? Yeah. And then, like, you gain things because you have friends now and, like, also you, like, learn new things and suddenly you guys are going on adventures. It's not really scary adventures in the middle of the night when you're all late to work. <laughs> no, no speeding. Don't speed. I have fear of the unknown. So, like, usually when I know things, it's like sometimes I don't like things, but I'm okay with doing things I don't like sometimes. But the unknown, it's if it's an irrational fear, it's like you're scared and you don't know why and you don't think you should be scared and you know it's probably going to be fine, but you also are scared and you can't help it. I feel like that is almost when just doing things can be good because you don't know and the thing that you are scared of is the fact that you don't know Mm -hmm. so I feel like as soon as you do it that's the only way you are gonna know or you are gonna get less scared of things you know if you just keep not doing things because they're scary you're just never gonna do anything (laughs) just don't do scary things (laughs) (laughs) you guys are contradicting each other (laughs) but like don't when I about things i'm gonna drive up that That's ramp not what i'm talking i'm talking about going to a place and meeting a person can be scary or going to a class can be scary or anything but can be scary. but but Driving downtown. okay if the new thing that you're doing is you're going on a blind date on a walk in the woods that like you it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and you're like i'm just getting out of my comfort zone that's not safe. Don't do that. That's that's not good getting out of your comfort zone. You go somewhere like that with your Bible study group, okay? Especially if your Bible study group is really cool, like ours. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but also, like, I'm thinking maybe I'm more so thinking the dread of the known as opposed to fear. Although I do fear things when I dread them. So, I'm just holding this potato chip. This has gone on long enough. We're going to do like an aftermath episode, like a part two. So we're going to end this episode here. Basically, this episode has been... Um, take this episode as we understand you. We relate. Sometimes you're afraid of the known. Sometimes the unknown. Sometimes we're confused if we're introverted or not. Sometimes social anxiety. Honestly, probably the other person has even more anxiety about meeting a new person than you do. You never know. There's great to step out of your comfort zone, but you know, you can start stepping out of your comfort zone in small steps. You don't go meet a random stranger in the woods, but you could, you could do it in a small step, like saying hi to someone in class. So just throwing that out there. So I have one tip that's going to be the exact most helpful. I hope that didn't sound too braggy, but you'll just have to come to part two about how to juggle. Okay. Okay. The tips. So about, I'm going to have a one um, Trump tip or whatever, not Donald Trump. I'm just talking about like Trumping stuff on how to juggle the overwhelm of college and fear of the unknown in the next episode. So see you guys next time. Weren't my girls so awesome there to talk about juggling college and anxiety and all the things? Um, So you really want to come back next week because I have, in in my opinion, and they said it was a great suggestion on that would solve a lot of this or be a part of the the solution. But before we go, I wanted to thank you um, and also encourage you guys coming up pretty soon is 
elections, election day in November, November 8th. And I just want to so encourage you to go sign up to vote. Like, all of us have the blessing of being able to vote. And, you know, 100 years ago, well, actually, I'd have to look at the dates. A little over 100 years ago or whatever, us women couldn't even vote. And then so much time before that, men couldn't vote if they weren't like at a certain level society or whatever. Like it's an amazing privilege and there's so much going on. I don't, I'm not telling you here what to vote for because there's people all over in different states with different stuff going on. But um, for example, some of the stuff that's around me, you know, related to the economy, you know, there's gas prices, but also stuff going on about like being able to do like abortion up to like time of birth or after birth, which I'm not really about that life. Okay. And so just so much stuff that's important of you're going to college and planning, you know, building up your life for the future. But what if there's not much of a future to be in after college if you don't vote? So I just encourage you to go prepare to go vote. Um, and thank you for listening. Come and post in the Facebook group. If you registered to vote, that'd be awesome. The Facebook group is the Christian College Girl Community on Facebook. There's a link in the show notes as well. And thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.